Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast. For July the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Well, Welcome to the broadcast. You know, I find it funny over the years. Everybody's tried to outdo each other. You listen to all these radio stations and stuff like that. They're like Super Talk 570 or whatever they say. Hot talk. Titillating talk. And they have all these kind of phrases that they think sound cool. Mine is like this. You ready? Freedom talk. News the networks refuse to use. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use at your fingertips. See the difference, folks? We're about liberty. They're about titillating talk. Welcome to the broadcast, your Freedom Talk radio station comes alive six days a week when Liberty Roundtable Live takes to the airwaves. All right, quick recap of yesterday's show, then we'll drill into the news the networks refused to use with our co-host this morning. First off, yesterday we had on our guest Larry Pratt, Gun Owners of America, doing a great job. Discussion of all things liberty. Uh, We talked about a report, more vaccine deaths last week than COVID-19 deaths last week. Did you hear me loud and clear? More vaccine deaths were reported last week than COVID deaths reported last week. The fact that they're offering money for people to take vaccines should be quite telling, right? Something's not right, writes ArtMoreWND.com about this reality check. That's a scary fact. More people are dying now from the vaccine deaths than they are from the COVID deaths. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, doing a great job, said that, you know what, firearms dealers being banned by the government to sell handguns to people that are over 18 but yet below 21 is unconstitutional. Yeah, you cannot prohibit people from 18, 19, 20 years old. They have the same constitutional rights as everyone else. And furthermore, you can't isolate the Second Amendment as if it has different capabilities to those rights than all the other rights the decisions made by the uh, appellate court there said there was no reason to treat the second amendment any different from any of the other amendments either yeah the government failed ladies and gentlemen the government failed to justify its infringement on those rights that's a great decision from the fourth circuit rare to get that kind of a decision from those folks as well i might add we talked about massive protests erupt in Cuba as citizens demand the end of the communist dictatorship there. We want freedom, they say. Yeah, they take streets against communism. A lot of people are praising the Cuban people for this. I have general praise for their desire for freedom. Tactics might be a different discussion. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds in a couple of minutes here. Biden weaponizing the Department of Justice, as he always does. Inflation spikes, U.S. optimistic, they say, after Janet Yellen running around the globe making a case for global 
taxes. The Treasury Secretary, believe it or not, was in Europe galvanizing the globe to gather support for the tax plan. They got 20 nations involved last week that have now jumped onto the plan for a 15% minimum global tax. More than 130 cases of already or countries have already backed this global tax plan. Ladies and gentlemen, these people ought to be arrested. I kid you not. Running around the world on the American taxpayer dime, literally pushing for a global tax of a minimum of 15%. Absolute sovereignty violating. Absolute, I mean, she ought to be arrested for this. Where does she get authority to be hired or appointed, if you will, but appointed by hired elected Americans and then run around Calavant the globe to push for a global tax, which will circumvent our sovereignty? What happens after a global tax and they have plenty of money, a global army? Folks, I'm telling you right now, this is disaster on steroids. Beware. And remember who warns you. It is me, Sam Bushman on your radio. They call me a kook today. In 10, 15 years, they'll go, how did you know? That's what they've done before. That's what they'll do again because history repeats itself, right? Second hour, Kirk Crosby was with me. Discussion of all things liberty. His website, localhoneyman.com. You want local honey delivered to your door, get a hold of Kirk to learn more. Localhoneyman.com or text or call 801-669-2211 or email Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com. We talked about Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium, scheduled for August 10th, 11th, and 12th in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, Mark Schwindel writes the article about it. Mike Lindell promises that his cyber symposium will be the definitive answer to the vote fraud scam. He says the specific venue will be released at a future date because he's afraid they'll try to cancel his efforts. By the way, I emailed Mike Lindell's staff at MyPillow. Uh, I emailed the media link, so I'm sure they've got my email. It didn't bounce or anything, but I have not heard anything back. Very interesting how they want to have this huge push and huge announcement and huge event. But, man, you can't find out where. You can't get hotel rooms. You can't get tickets. I'm not trying to be critical. I just don't understand it. Something is amiss. What? I don't know. Prayers are with them. Lindell said, we're going to show you everything. We're going to reveal it all. Well, I pray that's true because we've been waiting for that for a long time. They say we can't get the information in the courts, which I believe is true. Right? Claims by Bill Barr in the mainstream media that there was no election fraud. Well, here's the problem. They're void of any proof to substantiate their claims that there was no vote fraud. See, they want us to prove there was vote fraud. I want them to prove there was not. Donald Trump finishes, have you noticed that the radical left is admitting that I was right about everything they lied about before the election? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and I will say this to the Donald. You were right on a lot of things, my friend. And they knew you were not guilty of crimes that they accused you of to try to manipulate the election. They knew full well you weren't guilty of those crimes. They didn't care. Their dishonest, immoral um, viewpoints, I guess what, took the cake, rolled the day? Whatever you want to say. I'm just telling you right now, they knew full well you weren't guilty of those crimes, but it worked well, didn't it? To game the system, manipulate the votes, and install their, what, regime Dictator Joe Biden is that where we are you can say that's pretty harsh Sam yes it is pretty harsh but if we can't even get to the bottom of the truth okay nobody's even looked into election fraud in a serious way and those who have come back with stunning results right 
All right, I digress. Final story, there's a Christian hero. His name is Nick Fujisic. He got canceled by his bank because he was a Christian, because he was a patriot, and they just shut him down, turned off his debit cards, credit cards, everything. They don't want anything to do with him. You want to know what he did about it? He created his own pro-life bank. He says, they don't want anything to do with me. Bob Unruh, WND.com with a piece, but I think Nick's a hero. I've been one of the guys saying we've got to create our own institutions, man. That's why we own Liberty News Radio. We have got to create our own institutions, and Nick's right on target. You know what? Let's go to banks that support what we do. Yeah, let's go to media organizations that support what we do. Novel concept for most patriots, most Americans, most conservatives. Uh, the reason that the liberals own and control everything is because they're the ones that built everything. You and I just sit back, wait for them to build it, and then pray they'll let us use it. And when they don't, we want to riot and get all crazy and sue and act like, um, you know, we have a right to their systems. Well, that's all generally true, except for the fascist agenda that's been taking place over the last 50 years, building companies funded by government black op money in bed with universities and big tech. That is a problem, I agree. Nevertheless, let's build our own institutions, people. Good on Nick. And you know what? I have a little bit of room to talk. 25 years ago plus, we built Liberty <clears throat> news radio we first started out by owning a radio station that evolved into the nationally syndicated radio networks that we're involved in now so we've been at it for a long time and when we tell people to build new organizations build new things uh you know what if you build it they will come idea well we put our money where our mouth is i can tell you that right now all right that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net spread the word tell the tale and news the networks refuse to use today starts now with our co-host Eldon Stahl, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, before we go on with news that I refuse to use today, any comments about the uh, yesterday's news you want to mention? Boy, it just seems like there's so much going on that uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to keep up with it. Um, we've got all kinds of things to... Uh, to deal with, don't we? It's a twenty-five ten job, sir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, it takes more time than there is in the day to keep up. That's for sure. Um, one of the things that I want to really talk about is this Cuban situation a little bit because I find it very, very fascinating sure. of how this is unfolding. Somehow we're supposed to believe that all of a sudden uh, a gazillion Cubans have just decided to go uh, viral all at the same time. I don't know that I believe this is just spontaneous as they want you to believe, ladies and gentlemen. There's something going on here who's organized it, who's funded it. The way you know is you track the money and you track the leadership. I don't know how we're going to get that done in Cuba. Don't get me wrong. I support liberty and the rejection of communism just like everybody else ought to be doing. And I support their right for civil disobedience, and I support their right to change uh, the government that they've got. I support all that. But there's some concerns that I have. Um, and there's some very interesting things that are kind of driving my concerns. I want to talk about those with Eldon Stahl uh, and get his take. Because it, something just doesn't seem right here. I do support their desire for freedom. I get it. But there's some actions they're taking that I think will backfire. We'll talk about them in seconds. Eldon Stahl with me, field coordinator for JBS.org. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Message, press 1. To change your message, press 7. Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college. Really? I never knew living on my own could be so, uh, good for me? Uh... To change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run. You know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, before conversation continues in Freedom Talk. News the networks refuse to use. I just want to say, you know what? Some people have talked to me and emailed me and said, you know what, Sam? Your commercials from the Mormon church are cheesy. Come on, get rid of those things. Do something else. I've got two responses to them. Number one, why don't you create me some commercials we can run that make sense that are better? Come on, big talkers. LibertyRoundtable at gmail.com. You can email me the commercials that you think we ought to run instead that make more sense, right? You can create them. You can take the time. Otherwise, you can help fund uh, enough staff members to create more commercials for me. Okay? So, you know what? I don't, I don't appreciate talking and babbling, but no solutions. That's the problem. Sam, your news at the top and the bottom of the hour, too mainstream. It's horrible. Get rid of it. Okay, smart, wise guy. What do you expect I replace it with? Okay, I got to have a break to go to the bathroom. Like, we got to have a break to get our new guest on and, and, and make changes and things like that. Right? Um, so, we got to have news. At least you got news at the top and the bottom of the hour that are the most Christian news services that we can find. And they're different news services, so you get different perspectives. Maybe more mainstream than we are, but it's a whole lot less mainstream than the mainstream. At least they're Christian news services. Uh, but you know what? What are we putting in its place? We've tried to create a news service. In fact, we created a phenomenal one. Liberty News Radio. We called it Liberty News Daily. All right? And we had news, but the person that was creating our news, Mr. Will Griggs, passed away. And we lost some of our funding. But if y'all put enough funding in, we'll bring back our news service, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll do our own, which we think is a great idea. But it all takes money. It all takes a little bit of Americans to put some skin in the game. But it's easy to babble. Uh, anyway, so help us with some commercials. Help us with news. I, I digress, except, you know what? It frustrates me when people just have all kinds of complaints and not a whole lot of cash, not a whole lot of solutions. They talk real big. But folks like me put our money where our mouth is. I'm not telling you I'm a superstar. I'm just telling you that it takes effort, folks, and it takes commitment. 
How many of you are going to commit? How many of you will put a dollar a day into the sacred cause of liberty and fund Liberty News Radio? It's only a dollar a day. You spend more than that on your big gulps, your drinks, or your monsters, or your coffee, or whatever you do, right? You spend that when you go to a movie times 10, times 20, times 30, right? See, that's the question is, will Americans put their money where their mouth is, or will we just complain and want somebody else always to do I remember people are like, Sam, we're right behind you in this. This is phenomenal. I look in the rearview mirror, and there's nobody there, right? That's kind of how it is. Anyway, I digress. But I find that interesting. You know, hey, Sam, this and that and that. I appreciate your input. I agree with you. It would be nice to have a bunch of other excellent commercials. Find me 50 sponsors, and it'll be solved. When number one, we'll have plenty of money, and number two, we'll have great commercials. We won't have to rely on the cheesy ones. But the last point I'll make on this is I do like defending the family. I, love, I, I do like funny commercials that kind of bring back the things that we should hold dear, God, family, and country, right? I like that. So uh, there you go. Eldon Stahl with me, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com, the websites. We're talking about Cubans, and I find this strange. I support their fight for freedom and rejection of communism. But I don't know that I believe that just instantaneously, spontaneously, you know what? All the Cubans are out in the streets raging. All of a sudden, they were fine last week. This week, it's wow. There's other problems with it. You and I want the right to not be vaccinated, right? Well, supposedly, the Cubans are raging because they're demanding vaccines. Do you find that kind of timely and interesting and weird, Eldon, or is it just me? That is a little interesting, isn't it? Uh, demanding vaccines. Who? What? What uh, would exactly motivate people all of a sudden at the same time to go out and say, you know what? We want to put this experimental who knows what into our body, and we want government to provide it for us. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we want freedom and we want to reject communism at the same time, right? Right, right. <laughs> See, it doesn't make any sense, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me tell you something else fascinating. I don't know if you know this, but Cuba is one of the nations that has been one of the least vaccination nations. They've used uh, natural health and healing solutions and natural remedies instead of vaccines for a long time. Believe it or not, Cuba is a case in study about natural solutions as opposed to vaccines. Did you know that? Mm, that's, that's interesting. But now well, all of a sudden they don't want yeah. government to do everything for them. But by golly, we're going to rage and riot in the streets for vaccines. See, something doesn't make any sense. Let's reject communism, but have the government fund and mandate and bring about vaccines for us all. It's just weird as all get out. That's the first point that I find fascinating. I'll tell you the other points that I find interesting. At first, you would jump for joy saying, hey, they're demanding freedom and we commend them and we support them and we should do something to embrace them. Right? But here's the mm -hmm. interesting thing. I don't know if you know this, but I guess Cuban-Americans, I don't know what a Cuban-American is. You're either Cuban or you're an American, but that's a... A digress statement, I guess, right? But listen to this. They say Cuban-Americans, protesters, shut down the expressway in Miami. So they flat out shut down the roads saying we got to do something to help the Cubans. All right. The next one says Cuban protests boil over into Miami. Protesters also blocked a road in Orlando on Tuesday. So let me get this straight. The Cubans want liberty, so they're going to riot over vaccines. They're going to reject communism but demand vaccines. At the same time, Cuban-Americans are going to spontaneously go into a rage uh, and take to the streets. It's part of their Cuban counterparts. They call them Cuban-Americans. 
And I would say, are they Cuban or are they American? Uh, and, and then they block roads. So Miami and Orlando, they're blocking roads and causing trouble and havoc for the average citizen. Now, I support the fight for freedom. I support the right to peacefully assemble. In other words, I support civil disobedience to some degree. But I do not support the shutting down of roads and interfering with the liberties and freedoms and the free travel of other citizens. So you got this mixed bag. I can't fight for the Cubans and back vaccines. I can't fight for shutting down roads and just disabling traffic and the free movements of other citizens. Your rights end where mine begin, Eldon. And so this is a mixed bag that I want liberty and I reject communism, but something's not right here, sir. Yeah, you know who that uh, those tactics remind you of? You remember last summer when people were blocking roads? And, uh, you know, those were inspired. Those were, of course, Marxist organizations that were doing that. So, yeah, something sounds a little stranger, doesn't it? Why would people agitating, you might say, or demonstrating for freedom use communist tactics? And why, uh, I don't know what a Cuban-American is. Look, are you Cuban or are you American? See, the point that I'm getting at is this um, citizenship defines if you're an American or a Cuban, right? Yeah. What defines if you're an American? It certainly isn't your ethnicity, or ethnicity is it? No, there's Americans of all kinds no. of uh, heritages and ethnicities, right? So American right. means that you're an American citizen, right? Can yeah. you be a member of a communist country, Cuba, and a member of the United States of America, swear allegiance to both? Is that even possible, sir? Not really. Right. So, pardon the pun, there ain't no such thing as a Cuban-American, sir. There just ain't. It's like I'm a communist Chinese-American. What are you? What? Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, and so the problem here is that we, okay, well, wait, these are people who fled Cuba when they were young or whatever, and so they still, well, do they have allegiance to their motherland? If so, go right on back, people. If not, then reject Cuba. Now you say, well, we got to help these people. Maybe so, but the question is, how would we help people? Would it be a government-forced help, or would it be private help? You know, what help could we give these people, and how could we go about it while we avoid the foreign entanglements and have a humble foreign policy like George Washington talks about? It gets very sticky fast unless you obey fundamental true principles, Eldon. Yeah, very much. And, uh, you know, uh, it, one thing that uh, we could do is uh, actually unplug from the mainstream news. Uh, we wouldn't have the situation with Cuba if uh, people would have uh, not paid attention to, for example, the New York Times that was calling um, Fidel Castro the George Washington of Cuba. Um, the Eisenhower actually said only a, basically only a, only a prophet could have foretold that that Castro was a communist, and uh, of course that's what, exactly what Robert Welch, the founder of the John Birch Society, said and warned people back in 1958-1959 that Castro was a communist. Uh, but the official line from the news was, nope, no, he's not a communist. Don't worry about him. And then the official line was to absolutely attack, isolate, and demonize uh, Robert and the JBS back in the day as well. Right. Yeah, good they point. didn't just. They weren't just yep. missing the truth on this and didn't really catch it 
as they want you to believe. They were literally backing the communists, knowing full well and rejecting any people who stood against it, like Robert, like the JBS. In fact, it almost sank the JBS, the hostility, the isolation, the demonization that took place for the JBS back in the day when they were the only ones that stood up correctly on the point. There were many people that were agitated against the JBS uh, unknowingly. They didn't know what was going on. By the propaganda machine we see to this very day, the Bay of Pigs were around then. Nowadays, what is it? The Freedom Fighters stand with Cuba to get vaccines and to riot and rage in the streets? Something ain't adding up to this feeble mind, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, one of the greatest think tanks in the country, I submit. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The CDC is reporting the Delta variant of the coronavirus that was initially identified in India now accounts for about 58% of all COVID-19 cases in the United States. The proportion was estimated at 31% for the two weeks prior. The Delta variant seems to be targeting unvaccinated or partially vaccinated folks. Heavy flooding in Germany has turned streams and streets into raging rivers, sweeping away cars and causing some buildings to collapse. Fatalities have been reported. The full extent of the damage in the region was still unclear after many villages were cut off by floodwaters and landslides that made roads impassable. Dick Tidrow, a former New York Yankees pitcher and longtime member of the San Francisco Giants front office, died suddenly Saturday in Lee Summit, Missouri. He was 74. A former Marine, he attended high school and college in the East Bay suburb of Hayward, California. USA Radio News. America's military is under attack from the woke, anti-Christian far left. Even our top generals are ignoring the threat. Now, Grant Stinchfield exposes the real dangers. Tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. Stinchfield and Newsmax are telling you the truth about the far left's real agenda and Joe Biden's policies. That's why millions are tuning into Stinchfield and Newsmax. And Newsmax is the only major news network carrying President Trump's rallies live. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them, tell them you want it, or you can switch. Watch Newsmax on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching now. Newsmax has become one of America's biggest news networks, as Americans like you switch to a trusted news source. Every weeknight, watch great shows with Grant Stitchfield, Greg Kelly, Cortez and Pellegrino, Rob Schmidt, and a lot more. Newsmax is real news. Watch it. Taliban fighters in Afghanistan have captured another strategic target as the terrorist organization continues their advance across the country. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau explains. The flag of Afghanistan was ripped from the pole at the main border crossing with Pakistan as Afghan forces fled or surrendered. Instead, the Taliban's white flag with a black Quranic verse was flying in its place. Former Admiral John Kirby, now the Pentagon spokesman, said Afghan forces continue to receive U.S. support. They have the advantages. Uh, They have have better capabilities than the Taliban uh, in the air and on the ground. Um, And they are certainly going to continue to have American support financially, logistically, and through uh, assistance and maintenance. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. China's economic growth has slowed down, but it is reported 7.9% over a year earlier, making it a continued strong recovery from the pandemic. USA Radio News. 
gentlemen, so I find it fascinating, this Cuban fiasco. Cubans demand vaccines, really? Cuban-American protesters shut down highways? Yeah, they're uh, blocking highways in Miami, and, and they're blocking highways in Orlando, and what's next? I submit to you, what they're really doing is gearing up the nation for civil disobedience after civil disobedience after civil disobedience. To where you'll be all mixed up, you'll all be waving the flag, you'll believe it's all about freedom and and all about your rights, but what you'll be doing is you'll be deceived, and there will be provocateurs behind the scenes that will motivate you to certain things. Let me give you an example. If they mandate vaccines, then the anti-vaxxers will be out in the streets. If they don't mandate vaccines, then the pro-vaccine groups will be out in the streets going, hey, all the anti-vaxxers are going to kill everybody. And they're going to use the de- these default lines to divide everybody. And pretty soon you'll just be engineered and scammed and manipulated by these provocateurs. Let me give you another headline to make this point. Texas Senate passes voter integrity bill as Dems flee state. So let me tell you what happened. The Democrats didn't want this voter bill to pass in Texas, so they literally bailed. They left the state. Now, Greg Abbott says he's going to arrest these people that left the state. They don't have any right to leave the state. They're into a civil disobedience move saying, hey, we don't want this to happen, so we're going to make a political statement. That's what Saki for Joe Biden said. And Joe Biden and Saki are saying, hey, they have every right to make their political statement and every right to use their influence to not have these things pass. So then uh, Kamala Harris, one of the lead communists in America now, literally met with these, uh, quote, legislative liaison from Texas, if you will, and they had a big old discussion saying, you know what? Uh, we don't want this to pat. We support you. We got to. Well, so now what you got is the vice president, communist Harris. I mean, Kamala Harris and whacked out grandpa, psychotic, can't think for himself. Joe, these guys are literally meeting with people that are leaving the state, even though the governor says, I'll arrest you if you do this. <laughs> what a weird deal. So the president and vice president of the United States encouraging civil be- disobedience against the state, right? But yet the Capitol rioters, supposedly, most 90-plus percent of them were peaceful. Well, they were involved in a massive insurrection, if you buy the mainstream press dishonest narrative, right? See, something ain't right here, folks. I submit to you they're leading leading you down a primrose path of deception. And you better not fall for it. You better be wise. You better be careful. Or you're going to get caught in their dishonest trap. Now, I personally think that the Democrats have every right to not vote, to flee the state, to do what they want to. Because they have their rights as Americans for civil disobedience uh, and freedom to choose as they will too. You say, well, Sam, it's against the law. I know. It's against the state law of Texas. But I submit to you that's a bogus law and we have way too many laws on the books. Let those Democrats flee. Let them do whatever they want to. Let them halt the vote if they choose. But this is in the House of Representatives in the state of Texas, uh, from what I understand. Let the American people fire them every two years. All right? If you don't like what your legislator did, then you, as the boss, need to fire that legislative person. Okay? So leave the authority in the hands of the people. Leave it to the checks and balances that made America great. Leave it to the principles that are tried and true. Don't rely on some archaic law where the governor's going to get all crazy and act like a tyrant and arrest everybody. Okay, just stop that, people. Follow fundamental principles, will you please? All right, but check this out, folks. 
All right. There's so much on this election, I can't even get to it all. But Megyn Kelly says that the January 6th was not an insurrection. And the media represented it so much worse than it really was. Aaron Coates, the Western Journal with the piece. Megyn Kelly said that the establishment media portrayed the January 6th event so much worse than it actually was in her podcast. We've all seen the video of people screaming in the face of cops being totally disparaging and out of control and defecating on the floor of the U.S. Capitol, she said. And lawmakers were understandably afraid, not like Ocasio-Cortez, where she thinks she needs therapy for the rest of her life, but we get that people might have been a little bit concerned. But Kelly argued that most, the vast majority of people who marched to the Capitol were being lumped into the bad people unfairly and wrongly. That doesn't mean that's what the entire crowd was doing, even if there was a couple of bad apples or or, uh, provocateurs, she said. So they got tarred by the actions of some losers who went a different way and took things a little more aggressive than the masses would have and did. She added, and then the media did what it always does, which is any bad behavior gets attributed to these extreme elements that they then pretend are all Trump supporters. Kelly made the comments on an episode of the Megyn Kelly show. She was talking to comedian and independent journalist Christy Mayer. Um, anyway, then they go off and they talk about some sexual crazy stuff a little bit. So you got to be careful of the broadcast. But Mayer was, believe it or not, there covering the D.C. Washington event, covering the rally for then President Donald Trump's um, outside the White House. She was there as a reporter. She said anybody who was there on the 6th was blown away with how in or how um, inaccurate the media reports on this really are. Okay? She said it was not a big deal. People weren't getting crazy. She added that what happened was horrible, but most people didn't even know what happened until hours later. All right? The rally said that the next place for people to gather was the Capitol. She added that it was chill. The people had picnic blankets. They were there with their families. They were praying. They were milling about peacefully. But then the media represented it as if the actions turned into everybody was violent and crazy. Not true. She added it was not an insurrection. Anyway, why do I go on about that so long? Why do I um, quote Megyn Kelly and Chrissy? Uh, they're pretty much, uh, in my mind, liberals, even though they call themselves conservatives. But the reason I quote them is because it sets the record straight. Why do I link this with the Texas Senator voter integrity bill and link this to the Cubans and everything else? Because what they're trying to do is make insurrection-type actions. Okay? They're trying to make um, protesting um, the common, normal thing to do. But if you're not protesting, you're not for your country. If you're not protesting, you're not an American. If you're not, The problem is that the First Amendment doesn't say you have a right to protest. The right to shut down freeways. The rights to these civil disobediences that break laws and everything else. It says you have the right to peacefully assemble. Big difference. Okay, the First Amendment talks about peaceful assembly. You have the right to peacefully assemble. How many people in the last, you know, 100 days, last year, have been talking about peaceful assembly like I am? No, they're talking about protests and riots and whatever. Crackdowns and police and war and whatever. How many are really talking about your right to peacefully assemble? You don't even necessarily have a right to protest. Because when does a peaceful assembly evolve into a protest, evolve into a violent riot breaking the law scenario? 
See, it's a very slippery slope, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm warning you right now to not get caught up in the melee. They will deceive you, and then they will prosecute you. Yes, they will. That's how they roll, folks. That's how they are. Uh, Eldon, do you want to respond to this a little bit? And then I got a little tidbit of what they've done next. Well, it, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's amazing how they try to try to demonize uh, those people that are standing up for our liberties. Now, of course, there were some people in the January 6th protests, or uh, I, I don't know if I call them peaceful assembly, but the, something in there um, that were not so peaceful. But uh, to call it an insurrection is just uh, over the top. There, there, there was no attempt to overthrow the government there. Um, you know, who was being executed? What attempt was there to get the military on their side, which would be essential in any insurrection, of course. Um, was there any, any any attempt to try to overtake the, the Congress, really, in, in any meaningful way? No, people just entered. Uh, not that it, it was justified, not that people should have broken into the Capitol building, but... Um, it, it, we... In the media, they try to change these terms in people's minds to mean something that they really don't. Probably comes to mind uh, the idea of pandemic, right? We've heard that word thrown around, and now pandemic is almost meaningless. It seems like if we have somebody has a common cold, then it's a pandemic, I suppose. But uh, there, there was no, uh, you know, a really meaningful attempt to overthrow the government there. Well, and the truth is in the pudding. Megan Kelly uh, says that it was not an insurrection, not that she matters a whole ton, except for she is fairly mainstream. But this girl with her named Chrissy, um, Chrissy Mayer said, uh, hey, anybody who was there knows it wasn't an insurrection like that. It was super peaceful. There was a few bad apples for sure. Now, here's the interesting thing. The government told you over and over they're going to arrest people. They've arrested over 500 people. But you know, do you understand that nobody's been charged with any insurrection or any overthrow of the government? Not even close. Wow, amazing. Fact, President Trump was the <laughs> chief insurrectionist, but he doesn't even have any charges against him. But I'll tell you that the, the most egregious charges that people have is disturbing the peace. Right? Mm-hmm. Or right. disorderly conduct is all. Yep. Is that insurrection material? I'm going to tell you about a family when we come back in seconds who got arrested, all of them, except for the infant. Liberty Roundtable Live. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with me. Um, FBI agents on Monday arrested five members of what's called the Mum family, or Mun family of Borger, Texas, for entering the Capitol building during the January 6th. They say during the riot, but I don't really know that it was a riot. There were a few bad apples for sure. But all five members were charged with disorderly conduct for entering the building. Uh, in a Capitol building. Among, they say, other charges. Well, the reason they don't name the other charges is because they're even lesser charges than that. So when you arrest 500 people out of literally, what, a million plus attended? What's weird is they usually tell you how many attendees there were to events, right? In this case, you haven't heard any attendance numbers, have you? Strange, isn't it? Well, anyway, 500 get arrested. Most of them guilty of nothing. Several people that I know got arrested or had the FBI come and talk to them, and there's no charges pending of any kind. Uh, but nevertheless, a few people have been arrested, but nothing like insurrection or government takeover or any of those kind of things. These people have disorderly conduct, a mom and a dad and three children. Now, the youngest child guilty of nothing because they're a minor and they're super young. But all five members were charged with disorderly conduct. Is that the most they've got? They're making a big deal out of arresting this family. Why would you arrest this family in the first place? Because disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, is that even a law? Okay, you know, I'm just saying it's insane. They say, among other charges, what does that even mean? It means the charges are so petty and so minor, they don't even want to mention them to you. This is the kind of stuff we're dealing with, um, but people are deceived. Instead of peaceful assemblies, uh, we're now rioting and people are getting arrested. And um, They want you to either, either get in the riots so they can betray you, or they want you to stay home. You can't win either way if you want to defend the republic. What you can do if you're in Texas is fire all those representatives that fled from their duties. What you can do in America is stand with the media telling you the truth on the peacefully assembly agenda of the founding fathers versus the rioters of modern day. Uh, Eldon, your thoughts on this? Well, this reminds me of uh, a friend of mine who, when he was a young man, went on a class trip to uh, Washington, D.C., toured around. Uh, now he was a little bit mischievous, and some of his friends were, and they got to the National Archives building and they lit off some, uh, or uh, I don't know what you call it, they opened up some stink bombs uh, that you can get in the uh, 
the lavatory of the National Archives building, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, of course, you know, I suppose if they would have been caught, they may have been uh, accused of disorderly conduct or something like that. But uh, saying that, to uh, say that uh, they, you know, blow it out of proportion, say, well, they, they broke in the National Archives building, they they tried to get, or maybe they got uh, uh, documents that uh, for, from our founding uh, you know, of course, that would be a gross uh, misrepresentation about what happened, right? And this seems to be similar to what's going on there. Uh, uh, not not to minimize what went on at the Capitol, but uh, we're, we're blowing things out of proportion. Well, when we say not to minimize, I understand that too. And I don't agree with rioting or any behavior like that. For example, these people that attacked cops, hey, they need to be arrested and tried to the fullest extent of the law, okay? You don't attack cops, got it? Now, the cops are out of control, uh, too, I get it, but at the same time, uh, let's not act like going into the Capitol building and walking around and taking photos of it. It turns out that one of the uh, members of the family, I guess, went to the dentist's office and told the dentist and other people uh, about what they did at the Capitol. Hey, we went in there and we walked around and we uh, da 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 and then they got arrested because, well, the dentist's office ratted on them. Okay, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. So what on earth are we doing in America yeah. now? I mean, it, look, I don't know if you know, but Joe Biden went into the Capitol. Did you know that? Not that oh, day when he was yeah. a kid, when he was a young legislator, he went into the Capitol and got arrested for it. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So uh, all they're doing is what their president did before that. Well, he wasn't president at the time. He was just a legislator. Uh, but this is what I'm talking about. Arrested, disorderly conduct. Um, if you don't have more than disorderly conduct, my question is, where's the victim for these crimes? I don't believe in these victimless yeah. crimes we're running around having, all these laws about everything, right? Okay, FBI agents, FBI agents are criminal unconstitutional organization too, aren't they, uh, Eldon? Well, that they should be very limited if they're going to exist. Well, is the FBI constitutional? Not, not much of what they do, uh, unfortunately. Uh, there are yeah, I don't, I don't even get where in the Constitution but... it says we can have a Federal Bureau of Investigation at all. What do you got, national cops running around? Well, from a, from a practical standpoint, I guess there does need to be some uh, federal-level uh, law enforcement, but what, what we have now is much, um, very much... Uh, bigger than what the founders envisioned because there's so many federal laws that really should not be federal laws. Everything's become a federal issue. So you, Yeah, I mean, as far as I understand in the Constitution, there's only like five or six uh, things that the federal government can have a crime over in the first place. The rest would be yeah. state, right? Yeah, certainly uh, identifying any sort of subversion, uh, that would be, uh, you know, somewhat at, at the federal level, but also at the state and local level. Um, but, uh, no, you, you don't need, uh, you know, a war on drugs, federal war on drugs, for example, um, that if, if anything should be held at the state level, so there's a lot of, remember who Larry Nassar is, uh, remember who Larry Nassar is. All right, you've heard it because they hammered it home to you. You just can't remember what it's associated with. That's all by design. Remember that's that gymnastics coach that was a pervert, all these girls and everything, right? Okay. Well, anyway, now it turns out there's a headline that says FBI failures 
in Larry Nasser Larry Nasser investigation. So it turns out that when he was a pervert to all these girls, people tried to blow the whistle on it. The FBI got wind of it and literally did nothing. And now they're saying just absolute miscalculated failures by the FBI. This is the kind of organization that we need looking into mm-hmm. this stuff. Little girls get sexually violated by this weird, whacked-out coach, uh, and they do nothing about it, even though it was brought to their attention. But yet they're going to look into the Capitol event and say there was rioters, and we've got to arrest this family because they, they were guilty of, what, disorderly conduct? See what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? These are the yep. people that lied yep. on the stand in the Ammon Bundy case and got caught doing it. Yep. Yeah, it's a long ways from what uh, was going on with uh, Jerry Hoover and trying to get rid of the the communists and such and subversion. It was now the FBI is is very much involved in <laughs> subversion or uh, tr- tracking down people who are uh, you know just trying to live their own lives. Did you hear new emails came out with Anthony Fauci? And subject says new emails show. Fauci was asked for help by the Wuhan lab. You comfortable with that, sir? Hmm. Uh, it gets bigger and bigger, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it just gets more just and more and more, more criminal. And more. Yeah. Why don't well. we arrest Fauci? The guy's a criminal. The guy's got to be stopped. He's out of control. He lied to us over and over and over, and he's been caught lying on multiple occasions, right? Yep. Yep. Well, they use fear very effectively and that's a, a powerful tool to get people to think that uh, um, our rights don't apply and we can just trust people um, that's a common tactic of people who want to have power over us it's fear i just don't know why trump didn't arrest uh fauci or at least fire him while he had the chance i can't understand that really well, this guy's been a criminal from day one should have um, but, you know, there you have it. Free speech under attack. The Sedition Act of, what, 1798? Yeah. Um, I bring this up because uh, the Second or the Tenth Amendment Foundation just emailed me about this. And I believe free speech is under attack, ladies and gentlemen. How about you? I mean, literally, uh, right now, thank heavens I'm allowed to speak out about this stuff. But listen to this. Here's what they say. No protesting the government, no freedom of the press, lawmakers jailed. Is this the story of the Soviet Union during the Cold War? No. It describes the United States in 1798 after the passage of the Sedition Act signed as law by John Adams. Yeah. You got the Alien and Sedition Act, four laws passed during that year back in the day in America. It was so bad that even the History Channel describes it as one of the most egregious breaches of the U.S. Constitution in history. They're right. The law made it a federal crime to utter or publish anything that would bring any... Yeah, it uh that's that's something that uh you know the the history of the the Alien Sedition Acts actually was uh, kind of a reaction to the subversive actions that were going on at that time. 
Now, it doesn't justify what was in them because it was really an overreaction. And then, of course, there was also an overreaction um, going on because the the people that were um, sympathetic to the French Revolution at the time, the Democratic clubs, what they could do is they could say they could point to the Federalists and see, say, see, those guys really aren't a friend of liberty. So uh, we we need to uh, distance ourselves away from them. So there's multiple things that went on with the history of the Alien Sedition Acts. Of course, uh, fortunately, uh, people like Madison and Jefferson pointed out that it was rightful for the government, um, the state governments, to nullify um, things that were against the U.S. Constitution. So we got that kind of positive thing out of the Alien Sedition Acts, uh, but uh, it's it's something that um, sometimes there's a little more to uh, the history behind that. And um, interesting book that person can read and goes in into that a little bit is called the uh, uh, To the Victor Go the Myths and Monuments by Art Thompson. That's a that's a really good book. Goes into um, kind of who who were the uh, the movers and shakers at that time what were they trying to do and why did we get the alien sedition acts and uh, what forces were going on uh, at that time um, president uh, washington of course before adams he had read a book called uh, proofs of a conspiracy and uh, this book uh, was was able to expose um, the illuminati uh, French Illuminati uh, organizations, the Jacobins as well, and uh, help people understand that they are um, agitating and, and trying to bring the French Revolution over to the United States. So this is kind of the, the atmosphere. So, uh, yeah, that's that's something that uh, we, we all just need to uh, kind of look into, be aware of, and um, so history becomes more exciting the more you dig into it, doesn't it? We'll be uh, hopefully back with Sam <laughs> uh, soon. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues under trying circumstances, to say the least. This is the broadcast for July 15th from the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. He's the field coordinator in my region. 
doing a phenomenal job as always. Thank you so much, Eldon, for wrapping up the last hour for me. Somehow, uh, I completely lost internet, and I'm resetting my router and resetting all my uh, different stuff right now to try to find out what on earth is going on with it. I'm rebooting computers and doing all kinds of things. I am on a cell phone now. Uh, thank heavens for the producer still holding the show together and for Eldon finishing the last hour. Uh, Eldon, welcome back, and thank you, sir, and we'll do it on the phone. Unless I can get internet back, then we'll come uh, back live full force. But in the meantime, uh, they can't take us down that easy, sir. Hey, you sound great. Good to hear you again, Sam. All right. Appreciate it. There's so much to talk about. So little time. Last hour, we talked about insurrections. We talked about the Capitol, quote, riots, they claim. It was nothing of the sort. It was not an insurrection. Uh, The most guilty charges they're handing out right now is, oh, my gosh, you were um, a little bit of wild. I guess you shouldn't have went in the Capitol disturbing the peace kind of charges. Really, we're talking about misdemeanors, but at the federal level, are they felons? Uh, The real question becomes, are they even federal laws that were broken? Are you allowed to go into the Capitol? What happens if you can demonstrate police let you into the Capitol, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, we go on and on with the discussions. And the problem is a lot of these people are copying plea bargains before they ever even get the trial. And they're doing it because they're intimidated by the FBI, by the government, Capitol, federal police, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're not really even finding out the merits or the realities of the case. It reminds me of the Ammon Bundy case. The FBI got caught lying so much so perjuring themselves on the stand, lying, withholding exculpatory evidence, and more, to the point where the judge just dismissed the case and it never went to trial. Some are saying that's good news. Ammon was right. The government was bad and wrong. I get that it's good news that Ammon's free. But I don't really find it good news, Eldon. I really don't. And the reason that I don't is because a lot of the evidence about how criminal the government was gets buried and shut up that way. And the American people don't really realize who the whistleblowers were. They don't realize who the provocateurs were. They don't get the real details, in my opinion, that they should get. Okay, so the the problem is I appreciate that Ammon's free, but I don't appreciate the on this because what they're really doing is withholding information. So when all these people cop pleas, then we never get the real merits of the case. We never really get who was the provocateur, who really committed the violence in the Capitol against some police officers, who really did break uh, and destroy private property or the people's property in this case, who was peaceful, who wasn't. And when you just walk in the Capitol and walk around for a bit and take a couple of photos and tell your dentist about it, for instance, um, you know, we're, we're calling that an arrest that justifies an insurrection claim? No, let's hold these people accountable who are claiming insurrection. Let's find out where the real stakes lie and who the real people are and who really did what, uh, et cetera. And so I, I have a problem with this whole narrative uh, that they're spinning on this. Anyway, I digress. Enough on that. Uh, final word to you on that as we keep an eye on this ball and watch the arrests. Over 500 people arrested. Nobody charged with anything that really matters, in my opinion. It's nothing but a political dog and pony show. What is it, six months after plus, after the January 6th event? And all we've got is a few people are um, – you know, uh, bad behavior, or they weren't they weren't disturbing the peace, or these kind of minor infractions at the most. That's all they've got. After insurrection claims and overthrow of the government, prove your facts, or stand down is what I would say. And we, the people, need to demand this, Eldon. Yeah, and this is why uh, trials are so important. Um, you have the ability to present evidence to counter. 
uh, and bring and bring witnesses. When you have plea deals and things like this, uh, none of that happens. Uh, also, in uh, we can look back in history at many examples. One that comes to mind is this uh, the assassination of President Kennedy. Uh, the person that seemed, the press said, hey, this is the guy that's guilty. Well, he was gone. And we really didn't get any evidence uh, presented on that, unfortunately. So now, now there's so many questions about what really did happen. Was this the only person involved? Were there other people involved? Uh, what, who was responsible for this? Uh, so it, it leads to many questions of, well, is there a larger cover-up going on? Uh, but just just one of a, a number of examples person could bring up. But the main reason that I focused on that so much in such detail last hour is because whether it's the defense of the Cubans, whether it's the uh, January 6th event, whether it's what happened all last summer with the riots, uh, whether it's, you know what, your peaceful assembly, ladies and gentlemen, is being perverted into a riot fest. And if you go with peaceful intent, if you're not very careful, you'll be co-opted into this broad brush painting saying you're somehow a terrorist and a criminal. Don't fall for it. Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Know that we stand for peace on this radio program, and we want to guide you in ways that will keep you safe. See, Fauci and Hillary Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein and all these different people are getting away with literal, real crimes in America. Okay? This Larry whacked-out pervert, this gymnastics coach. Hey, the FBI knew about it and did nothing to stop it. But yet they're literally going to spend their time lying on the stand against guys like Ammon Bundy. <laughs> Folks, you right. know what? We better start to wake up about who the criminals really are. We better start to use the checks and balances peacefully in the Constitution to demand accountability. And a great example is these people in Texas. Hey, if you want to flee from your duty to vote or not vote or vote against or for something, that's fine. You can do that. You can create a, a, a civil disobedience point if you want to. But next election, you're simply gone. Okay? That's just how it is. If you don't represent us properly, you're gone. And we need to learn to use these peaceful mechanisms that we have that the checks and balances afford in the supreme law of our land and the state constitutions across the country. Those are the mechanisms for peaceful solutions I submit to you, Eldon. Yeah, uh, with the Job Birth Society, we've always uh, discouraged people from doing, uh, you know, getting involved in these big public protests and things because uh, uh, it's been investigated many times and shown that uh, the Marxist, communists, whatever you want to call them, they've studied ways to manipulate crowds to get them uh, with a relatively small number of uh, agitators to turning from a peaceful protest or demonstration into something that is, uh, makes the news. And, of course, the news media reports that these people were just uh, these violent agitators. And um, it, it just... Uh, it's so easy to manipulate that situation. Whereas if you're, for example, like you, you said, voting. Uh, now, of course, there's some concerns there lately, uh, as we know, but uh, that's uh, still significantly easier to control than uh, the, just the, um, I guess, the emotions of a crowd, which are easily swayed. So something that uh, certainly we need to be aware of. Yes, we do, ladies and gentlemen. It's critical that we're aware of it. It's critical that we're wise, that we're careful, that we're measured in what we do. We need to be very wise. We need to be very careful. Believe it or not, Anthony Fauci was literally asked for help by the Wuhan lab, shows these emails. 
free speech is under attack like you wouldn't believe, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to uh, mention this as well. Um, let's see. Freedom Fight is Wittable, says Sam Bushman. An article in the New American talks about this along with a video interview that I did with Alex Newman. And I do this to highlight the New American. And I do this because I want people to understand. I know it seems dire. I know it seems uh, like there's no solutions left. I know it seems frustrating. That's the way they want you to feel because that really fuels this idea, this narrative that, man, you better do something radical or you're going to lose your country. That, again, is part of the Communist Manifesto Hegelian dialectic. Okay? You've got to be wise enough to say, look, the whole world's not falling apart. There are peaceful solutions. We, the people, have the greater numbers and have the solutions. So I submit to you that the freedom fight is winnable. We can do it at this point peacefully if enough people get involved in the solutions. Uh, and I bring that up because that was the interview with Alex Newman, and I highlight this at the end of this whole discussion about the First Amendment statement that you have a right to peacefully assemble versus what we're seeing today as agitators take advantage of and manipulate situations against the people. This is really important to understand. And so I highlight that article to highlight that I believe that this fight is winnable. We need to trust in God. We need to be on God's side. And I got news for those who are not on God's side, those who are communist and godless. They lose, we win. Okay, that is the reality check that the scriptures speak of. It's the reality check of George Washington's vision back in the day. And I submit to you that we're going to win and they're going to lose. Now, it might be a tough road to hoe along the way. I get it. But let's be clear about who we are and which side we stand on. I think that's really important to understand in this fight because otherwise you kind of lose your head, Eldon. You lose focus and go, oh, my gosh, I better do something crazy or else, man, all is lost. That's the deception. The truth is we need to be steady. We need to be law-abiding. And we need to use our greater numbers and the checks and balances of the freest country on the face of the earth as our tactics. Yeah, very much so. That's uh... That's a very important point to make, Sam, that, that uh, in the end, um, we win. God wins. Uh, we need to, though, be worthy of God's, um, God's help. And if we are, uh, we, we, can, uh, we can pull it off, certainly, with his help. Roger that. Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a couple of great things to talk about. There's some billboards up. We'll tell you about them. There's a couple of new books. One's back in print. The other one's a new book we'll tell you about as well in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully my internet's back. You know, we mentioned this on yesterday's program. A listener emailed in and said, hey, man, it's interesting how, you know, when there's really vital information, and then the host or the guest or somebody just gets all garbled, blah, 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 and, and then you can't hear what needs to be said. It's happening more and more and more in talk radio. And I mentioned that part of it might be technology, but part of it may be on purpose. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to not fall into conspiracy land on everything these days. But at the same time, uh, you know what? They've been shutting people down like you wouldn't believe, so it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Anyway, I digress, except to say it's interesting. I'm telling people that we need to use the supreme law of the land, the checks and balances, that our greater numbers can peacefully make the difference if we get involved and insist on uh, using the principles that made America great. Uh, And then all of a sudden, I get disconnected. Eldon has to finish the hour. I come back. My Internet's not up. I reset everything. Finally, it comes back up. What an interesting time for that to happen. Now, I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I don't know if they're shutting us down or if it's just technology that's blipped the way it is. I don't know the answer. I don't want to make a conspiracy where there is none. I don't want to make allegations where there is none. I have no evidence. I just know that it seems like at the most critical times, things go down. Uh, It's just interesting. Eldon, do you have any thoughts on that before we move along? Well, uh, we've seen that many times with, uh, of course, Facebook and YouTube, which is owned by Google now. Uh, We've seen people uh, shut down, deplatformed censored, lots of names you can call it, but uh, um, in different countries, they're accused of hate speech and it's made a hate crime. And then they are um, uh, imprisoned even, uh, put under trial for uh, saying things that are unapproved. Uh, We don't want to go down that road. We've seen where that leads. Um. It's hard for me really to uh, equate all this too, just because, you know, you can say, well, Sam, there's nothing to that. Um, it's just that you have a, you know, a business connection to the internet or a, a, a personal connection to the internet, Sam. If you had a business connection, things would be different. Uh, okay, well, I have a business connection to the internet. I pay literally triple to get a business connection so this stuff doesn't happen. So anyway, it's very uh, difficult in my mind to figure out what's really going on and not fall into conspiracy, but at the same time, call a spade a spade. How do we deal with this? Very tough 
stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Right? But the second I start talking about what happened with the 10th Amendment Center, what happened in the history of America, telling people to be all peaceful, then I get shut down. I just find it very interesting, to say the least. All right. Um, there's a new beautiful commercial billboard up. Eldon? Yeah, those of you that are in the Ogden area, uh, it's about 36 south near Chukarama. If you're driving north on Washington Boulevard, uh, look up to your right. You'll see a billboard that says, Save Our Republic. Join the John Birch Society. JBS.org has a very nice uh, United States flag graphic. And uh, we were able to um, get some support from various uh, various members to make that possible. So that, that's, a, that's a real neat thing to be able to, to see. And we'll have some complimentary marketing type of things. Um, but uh, that's certainly a, a message I think that will uh, is very timely. Many people are waking up to the fact that we do need to save our republic. We are in some danger, and uh, there is a republic that is worth saving, too, and that uh, we don't want to lose, and that would uh, enter into a very dark time in history if, if uh, we were to lose our republic completely. Uh, anyway, it's an interesting time to bring up one of the things that John Birch Society has been doing for the last, uh, when did they start? In the 50s, right? Yeah, 1958. All right, so 58, you know, you got, uh, what, 70 years, basically? Yeah, I'll celebrate 63 in December, yep. All right, so 63 years. One of the big pushes from the John Birch Society has been republics versus democracies. I think this is really important when they throw around the democracy word at every turn. Even people that should know better use the term democracy every chance they get. The problem is, it's not just a slip of the tongue or a tiny word difference. This is a whole focus on the proper role of government difference, Eldon. This is not a tiny matter. Yeah, very much so. It's important for us to understand how the founders understood certain terms. Uh, Republic was something that they wanted, they formed. Democracy is something that they shunned. And looking back in history, as they were able to uh, research it, they understood that democracy meant putting ultimate power unchecked in the hands of the people who were easily manipulated by a small group of people, we might call them the deep state today, who uh, used the emotion of the crowd to carry out uh, and legitimize some of the worst crimes in history. Uh, One of the worst crimes, if you're a Christian, you might look at the uh, story of the crucifixion of Christ where the uh, the agitators were the uh, Sadducees, Pharisees, the, um, the people in power at the time, uh, the chief priests and scribes, and they were the ones that manipulated the crowd to cry, crucify him. And then, of course, that legitimized it. Uh, Pontius Pilate was able to wash his hands of that uh, terrible crime. Uh, but the same formula works today. Uh, they've studied how to manipulate the masses, and then, uh, just like the Romans argued, the voice of the people is the voice of God. Uh, that's kind of their argument today, that uh, there should be no limit on the uh, on the masses. But um, actually, uh, in modern uh, 20th century, uh, Mao Zedong was very familiar with the idea that de- the democratic revolution leads to the socialist revolution, which leads to the communist revolution. Um, and any communist and socialist uh, Marxist would 
uh, point to the democratic revolution as the first step in uh, in overthrowing the liberties of the people and instituting some form of totalitarian government. Uh, that's not Amen the, to that, the, but the let's be very clear, that, ladies and gentlemen. These yeah. politicians are afraid of the people. They're not afraid when we commit crimes or perceived crimes or made-up crimes because then uh, they can manipulate the people against us. They can demonize and isolate us uh, and, and uh, railroad us into uh, submission. But when the American people do what's right, meaning they follow correct principles and they use the checks and balances of the Constitution, they get on their knees and turn to Almighty God in repentance and supplication. And then the promise of God Almighty, the author of our liberty, is that he will heal our land and protect us. And then we carry out our actions with true peaceful intent, following the Prince of Peace, using the checks and balances in our greater numbers. They're afraid of those peaceful responses because they know that the seeds of solutions are in our founding documents. The answer to restore the republic is in obedience to God Almighty above government, is answer to uh, the problems that we have, the Constitution, using the checks and balances, the states versus the federal government, two divisions of power, the three branches all through government, vertical and horizontal divisions of power. They know that if we understood and used those peaceful divisions of power uh, and the greater numbers of our people involved in the appropriate insisting on the checks and balances, they know they don't have a chance. They're really afraid of the people, and that's why this crackdown, because they're hoping we don't catch on quicker. Uh, I submit this is the truth. Yeah. This is the reality. They're afraid of us, and they know it. And you can watch by their behavior. If they weren't afraid of us, they wouldn't be so trigger happy. They wouldn't be so dishonest happy. They wouldn't be so cracked down. The more we expose them, though, the more their panicked agenda becomes visible. Um, it's interesting to watch this uh, unfold, but people need to learn what I'm saying because what I'm saying is the truth, and therein lies the solution, Eldon. Right. Uh, we always point out with John Birch Society that the, the, the essence of freedom is the proper limitation of government, and that really is the essence of a republic as well. What, what the genius of our system of government in the United States has been, and the envy of the world is the limitation of the sinful nature of mankind by all kinds of means so that people have the most opportunity to produce, to enjoy the fruits of their labors, and also uh, that the, uh, I guess, the sinful tendency of, of man was uh, restricted uh, to the, the most degree possible. So government, uh, uh, historically at least, uh, was restricted from doing things which many governments uh, did, uh, which made the United States the envy of the world with the opportunities and the the uh, uh, the freedoms that we've enjoyed, even though many of those have been eroded over time. We need to uh, say, but, Republic, ladies and gentlemen, the difference between a republic and a democracy is absolutely 180. The checks and balances, the looking to God, the fundamental moral components, all key pieces of a constitutional republic, not part of a democracy where mob rules is the real goal, the real outcome over time. Beware, educate yourself. A couple of books we want to tell you about coming up in seconds as well. And what else does the John Burke Society have to offer? One of the premier groups for liberty in America. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Arizona Senate's audit of the 2020 election has resulted in a different ballot count than that given by Maricopa County officials. That's according to Chamber's President Karen Fan. Fan added that she was not told the size of the ballot count difference. Approximately 2.1 million ballots are being recounted. Election officials, however, insist there has been no evidence of widespread fraud. The NAACP plans to pay bail for a group of Texas Democrats who fled the state to block voting integrity laws legislation. Governor Greg Abbott threatened they would be arrested upon their return. NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson said, War has been declared on democracy, and we will support anyone who stands up to defend it. We are fully invested in good trouble, end quote. U.S. lawmakers are calling on Canada to open the border immediately to fully vaccinated travelers, but Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he will proceed with caution. More than 50% of eligible Canadians have been fully vaccinated. USA Radio News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The owner of the horse that failed a drug test after winning the 2021 Kentucky Derby has his day in court. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau explains. A federal judge in New York lifted embattled horse trainer Bob Baffert's suspension in the state, calling it unconstitutional. Baffert had been suspended after his Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-derby drug test. Baffert and his horses were suspended from participating in any sanctioned racing by the New York Racing Association. In her ruling, Judge Carol Bagley Amon wrote that Baffert had not been given a prompt hearing to defend himself against the doping charges and concluded that Baffert would likely be able to prove that the actions violated the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Trouble on the 30-year-old Hubble Space Telescope. A technical glitch in the memory has left it in safe mode for over a month. On Thursday, NASA will attempt to switch to backup hardware in an effort to restore the telescope to normal operations. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, two hours with Eldon Stahl, John Burt's Society. They got an incredible billboard up, ladies and gentlemen, in Ogden, Utah. It says, Save Our Republic, Join the John Birch Society. Amen to that. Republics versus democracy, critical component to understand. Education is one of the great things that the John Birch Society does. A membership in that organization is critical for their support. The New American Magazine with articles all over the place doing a phenomenal job. I just spent uh, several weeks ago at the Red Pill Expo with one of their senior editors, Alec Newman, uh, and did an interview with him. 
and uh, there were so many uh, great interviews he was doing. I was involved as the media coordinator for Red Pill, so I had the chance to really work with Alex on a variety of projects. Man, the interviews he was doing were phenomenal stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a lot of things that the John Birch Society does. They're, they have uh, Their writers write columns. They author books. They publicly speak and a whole lot more. There's a new book out that we wanted to tell you about. It's called The Second Amendment, Under Attack from All Angles. Art Thompson wrote the book. It's available at shopjbs.org. Eldon, this book is timely to say the least, isn't it? It's a great book. There are so many books on the Second Amendment, as you can imagine. And many of them, not, not that they're bad, but they, uh, uh, this one is unique in that it focuses not so much on oh, establishing that we have the right to keep and bear arms, but in how does the Second Amendment relate to our other liberties? And I'd like to give you a little bit of a kind of a, a taste of that. Because uh, so, so many people say, well, they're going to pull, pull this out of my cold, dead hands, and that'll be the way that they disarm me. I'm never going to give up my guns. But um, it says here, what would you do if the authorities called up and said that they have your children at school and that they would not be allowed to return home until you come and turn in your arms? What if the authorities sh- shut off your electricity in the dead of winter and told you that you would not have power restored until you turned in your arms? What if the authorities required your neighbors to turn in their arms, and when they did, or even if they did not have any, they asked them to name which of their neighbors possessed arms? So just examples that these are things that have happened in other countries, things that people What happens if they even make about. it simpler than that? They simply say this. You can either have a vaccine card or an arms-free card to participate in society. What if they just make it that simple? There you go. Right? There's so many ways. And, uh, you know, one of the things they could do, uh, and they're trying to do, is say, well, uh, you protest too much against the woke uh, ideology, and therefore you're engaging in hate speech, and we're going to make that a hate crime. And uh, because that you've, uh, you're, you're a hate criminal... Uh, we're going to disarm you because you're obviously dangerous to society. And this has happened in other countries. Um, we're not too far from that right now. Uh, many people are being silenced, shouted down, uh, attacked as if they're, uh, you know, perpetuating systemic racism or some uh, thing like that. Uh, but even if they don't go that far, let's yeah. even take it uh, to a simpler statement. The Second Amendment under attack from all angles. What they're doing now is making it harder and harder and harder to get ammunition. Oh, they're not violating your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, but they're just making it to where you can't get any ammunition. Everybody that I know says, hey, you know what, would love to go shooting, but ammunition is so expensive. Would love to practice, Mm -hmm. but, man, I can't get ammunition for this weapon or that weapon or whatever else. They're starting to tighten the noose already, and most people don't really uh, know anything about it. Here's what I say to the conservatives. When is somebody going to start an ammunition company? Yeah. Why are yeah, we depending right. on all the liberals to supply ammunition, Eldon? That's yeah, a very good point. Back in at the uh, founding of our country with the Revolutionary War, people made their own ammunition. And uh, but really, one thing this book points out is that 
if you have the ability to tax or to make something more expensive, eventually that means you have the control over that thing. Um, so this applies to any private property. Uh, but of course, uh, an important piece of private property is a weapon to defend yourself and your family and, and all that you hold dear. So what I love about our is, Thompson's yeah. book is it's holistic in its discussion. The Second Amendment under attack from all angles. It highlights the different ways that your Second Amendment rights are being threatened from uh, you know all these different ways, all these different scenarios in which they can take outright and or backing away from that disrupt or manipulate or uh, your right to keep and bear arms. It's getting harder and harder and harder to do so, uh, whether it be ammunition whether it be accessories for your weapons, that's what they're targeting, uh, on to eventual, hey, we're going to call these weapons assault weapons, we're going to redefine this, we're going to do that, we're going to, to the point where it's very, very scary indeed. Because remember, you know what? If, If government was under Jesus Christ, we might not need guns. But when government proves themselves so tyrannical, as we've been highlighting last hour and into this hour, you begin to understand that our right to keep and bear arms is one of the most peaceful uh, statements and moves that we can make so that it doesn't go to uh, extreme levels. It holds everyone in check. It's kind of like a polite society is an armed society. Yes, ma'am. No, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, people become polite uh, when they're reminded of their duty. Uh, and I think the right to keep and bear arms is a great reminder of our obligations and our duty. It acts as a great peaceful check. I believe the freedom fight is winnable. But you know what? Uh, The Second Amendment is under assault everywhere. That's for sure. Great book available now. It's at JBS shop. No, shopjbs.org. It's eight bucks for a single copy. It's not even very expensive. It's a small book, easy to read, but packed with a punch of power, if you will, on all things relating to your right to keep and bear arms. And if you buy a bunch of them, they're even cheaper from what I understand, right? Oh, yeah, they give quantity discounts on these uh, on these books. And I would say this should be a, a standard book in the library of anybody that supports liberty, not just the Second Amendment, but liberty, because you start to see how our rights are interrelated. And uh, if if you don't have the right to free speech, for example, then you don't have the right to defend the right to keep and bear arms. Then what happens to the right to keep and bear arms? Well, pretty difficult to defend it, isn't it? It's going to go well, away. Well, and if you don't have the right to keep and bear arms, how are you going to defend free speech? That's right. <laughs> how do they? How do you stop them from ways, hauling you off to the gulag when you say too much, right? Yep. Yep, so no doubt point. these rights are interwoven, to say the least. It's a great, great book. It's available now. Again, shopjbs.org. I don't get a penny for promoting this, ladies and gentlemen. I just believe that they have really, um, over the last 63 years, taken the time to focus on all things liberty, to focus on the things that matter most, to help you get up to speed quickly, to keep you in the know in modern day where your liberties are threatened and, most importantly, what you can do about it, Right what you can do to make a difference, how you can be involved in the solutions. There's a lot of people that will make you panic about the problems. There's not a lot of people that will focus on, hey, yeah, things are frustrating and things are rough, but there are, well, I just, I hate to keep going back to the, to the headline of the speech or the interview that I did, but freedom fight is winnable. And then I articulate peaceful ways that it is winnable. Okay, this is about solutions, not about me. It's about Everybody making a difference for the solutions. 
the John Birch Society and others. Let me give you another book that I found as I was researching the Second Amendment under attack from all angles by Art Thompson over at shopjbs.org. I discovered another book while I was on that page that I want to highlight, too. It's called And Not a Shot is Fired. And Not a Shot is Fired is what it's called. Jan Kozak wrote the book. It's back in print now, ladies and gentlemen. So it was there, then it went out of print, now it's back. I'm going to call it by popular demand. How's that? It's an insider shocking account of the communist takeover of Czechoslovakia. All right? Jan Kozak explains how the people of Czechoslovakia were manipulated into voting themselves. Listen into slavery yeah it's a first hand she explained how the people of czechoslovakia were manipulated into voting themselves into slavery through targeted mass agitation a free government was transformed into a totalitarian dictatorship ladies and gentlemen this is serious business in this book and it was done some would say legally, but I don't agree with that part, right? I don't know right. that I agree yeah, with I... the legally part, because, again, um, anytime you force anyone into slavery, it may be, quote, legal, but not according to the laws of God Almighty. I'll tell you that right now. And I reject slavery in every form, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, today more than ever, the revolutionary methods described by Kozak are being used against the American people right now hang tight one and only liberty roundtable live continues why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less anybody ever had less money this year than you had last anybody better have a one percent pay cut you deal with it that's what government needs a one percent pay cut if you take a one percent pay cut across the board you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times 
and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So much to talk about. So little time, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl riding shotgun on the show today. Doing a phenomenal job, if you will. Really making a difference for liberty. The John Birch Society, one of the premier organizations that have, has been at it literally longer than anybody, folks. That's something to note. That's something to be aware of. Who's been in the fight? Who's tested their mettle? Who's been around for the long haul? Who's taken the beating, taken the isolation, uh, taken the abuse, taken the demonization, but yet stood tall through it all? One of them is JBS. That's for sure. A lot of people say, oh, no, they're a bunch of conspiracy kooks. Uh-huh. Well, the evidence is on our side, ladies and gentlemen. The truth shall set you free. They used to say we are conspiracy kooks. Now they say we're right. From simple things like they lied and said there was no UFOs. Now they admit there were, there are. We were right. They lied. Why? Why would the government lie about that? Because they lie about everything. That's why. Okay? They acted like they wanted to protect me and you from the great unknown. I don't need protection from the great unknown. What I need is protection from out-of-control belligerent government that violate their authority and their power and their oaths of office. That's what I need protection from. All right. The Second Amendment. Under attack from all angles. A great book written by Art Thompson. And Not a Shot is Fired. Another great book by Jan Kozak. It's back in print. All right. Um, and really, this is critical to understand how the overthrow of countries happen peacefully these days. Not a shot is fired. We better not let that happen in America. They're targeting us using the same communist tactics as they used in Czechoslovakia and other countries. First-hand eyewitness with that book. Great stuff. ShopJBS.org for more. Right now, drug overdose deaths. Drug overdose deaths surged to a record high in 2020. They say amid healthcare disruptions. Then they say because of the cocoa. That's where they lie. It's because of government responses. Government response to the COVID-19 situation. Um, they say literally 93 plus thousand drug overdose deaths took place. Uh, it's a 50 plus year high. And I say it's the government's response, not the supposed pandemic. Uh, that caused this. Uh, and so now you've got um, drug overdose at all-time high. You've got suicide rates at an all-time high. You've got all kind of people hooked on alcohol. Everybody's economic outlook is ruined unless they're on government subsidies and handouts. I mean, they've made a mess of this thing. And they're still not even admitting to it. But this is, again, how they remake society, Eldon. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it <laughs> We, we know, of course, uh, basics of uh, why people use various drugs and, and things, and that's to escape certain stresses that they're experiencing. And certainly a, a big source of stress can be uh, economic. And that was brought on in a big way during this uh, so-called pandemic, uh, that I would call it a pandemic of communism that the government brought on us. And... Uh, People deal with it in uh, sometimes uh, not so positive ways, but um, but that brings in another issue of it. It kind of compounds the issue because uh, when you bring in drugs into 
uh, into families, into society, then you have uh, other uh, other consequences which are not good. And suicide, of course, is one of them, but the breakdown of the family, which, of course, has always been, uh, and that was explicitly called for in the Marxist um, uh, Communist Manifesto, uh, definitely, and the, the destruction of the bourgeoisie, they called it the uh, the middle class, the productive class of society. Um, they had to uh, really change society, and that's what uh, what the what it was about. But they want you to believe the pandemic caused it. I submit to you that it's government response to a perceived pandemic that caused it. We don't have a pandemic. Look, they have 600,000 deaths to the COVID, they claim. But how many deaths due to vaccines? Last week, there were more deaths from the vaccines than there were the COVID. And now we have the suicide numbers. Now we have the uh, drug overdose numbers. We have, And when you start to strip away those who didn't really die of the COVID, they died from other uh, complications or pre-existing conditions or what they call morbidities or whatever else you want to say, you kind of start to say, you know what, what's the real number? It's probably less than the carnage created by the reaction and the response to this thing, government mandates and edicts and uh, all kind of things, uh, than even died from the COVID when you really look at it. Flu deaths mixed in there, everything else, you go, wow. I don't even know that, that they can even call it a net gain if you want the truth, Eldon. Anyway, very strange stuff indeed. Uh, any any comment on that, Eldon? There we go. Now I'm unmuted. <laughs> Sorry about All that. Right. No problem. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's been so detrimental to our, our society. All these uh, uh, deaths and, and uh, other things happen just because people had their lives just upended because uh, um well, basically, the people were prepared for it, actually, because they were miseducated to thinking that we can suspend the Bill of Rights in the name of an emergency. Uh, if we don't get that idea out of people's heads, we're going to have more situations like this, unfortunately. Uh, if we do, which uh, I would say would involve a mass exodus from the government schools and the uh, fake news and all that, then... Uh, we can get back to some sense of sanity and, and not uh, say, well, the governor gets to be king uh, because he or she declared an emergency. Uh, that's, you know, we, do, we don't need one king. We don't need 50 kings. We, just, we need the only king, as the, uh, the revolutionaries at the time of the revolution said, our only king is Jesus, and that's, that's the only king we need. Amen to that. Now, I find that interesting, too, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't believe me about this, they're using this for political agendas. This isn't to save people or preserve life or anything else. Okay? Um, abortions are uh, funded by our government. So if you don't get aborted when you're a baby, then they want to protect you from the cocoa, right? I mean, it's just strange stuff. But here's the bottom line. Vaccine mania has led to all-out suppression of COVID treatments. So when we say that ivermectin and other solutions are available, uh, you know what? They want to just shut us down and shun us as if we're kooks. Doctors and organizations, Pierre Corey is one of them, testified before Congress about the value of ivermectin. Uh, but they literally have shunned this guy, shunned his whole organization, shunned all the research, claim he's political, claim he's a hack, claim he's a Trump supporter, claim all these things. But they're suppressing all the ways we could really help people if we really wanted to promote life and stability and safety. They got vaccine mania out of control, driving the engine of discussion. Anybody who's a dissenter 
Anybody who wants to find other treatments and solutions, shunned and ridiculed and mocked and demonized and isolated and destroyed. Remember that. Demonized, isolated, and destroyed. That's what we're seeing. All right, for the final story of the hour that I want to get uh, a little comment on from uh, Eldon. Rand Paul, Senator, no more masks. This is not about science. This is all about submission, the senator says. And um, he's highlighting that he is putting a bill before Congress to um, get rid of the mandate of masks on government transportation and airlines and everything else. He says, look, we've now reached herd immunity. Uh, We don't need these masks. And he's filing a bill to try to get rid of it. I doubt he'll be supported by enough of his colleagues to to get it done. Uh, But his heart's in the right place and his efforts legitimate and genuine. But he's been having tremendous throwdowns with uh, Fauci about this. Uh, both of them doctors. Uh, Fauci trying to say that uh, Rand Paul's a quack, but science is on the side of Rand Paul, and Fauci's been caught lying over and over. The American people need to see this. The problem is, so far, there's not enough media to make sure that everybody gets the truth on this, Eldon. But this is a critical effort by the good senator. Well, good for Rand Paul. He is at least taking a stand for uh, what is right. Uh, we don't need to have these masks, and we really never needed them. The, uh, uh, especially the surgical masks, the holes in them were so large compared to the virus, and even uh, even compared to, uh, you know, you might say, well, a little bit of uh, droplets might be stopped, but uh, that, that's uh, very minimal. Uh, there's so much that can be spread through the air anyway. But... Uh, the the unfortunate thing is, uh, you know, when you would go on the, at least the airlines, now they're technically not public transportation, but they've effectively been taken over in many ways by the government, is there would be all these signs that would say, Yeah, the oh, airlines are really uh, a fascist by federal response, law. right? The With airlines, that, Eldon, are basically a fascist response. Well, yeah, it's been, I mean, they they would say, if you fall asleep, <laughs> and you're not wearing your mask, we might have to wake you up to get you to put on your mask again. Uh, yeah, the reason so, I say they're a fascist response, though, is what you've got is is privately owned, government-controlled, which is fascism, right? Yeah, oh, I see. Yes. Yes, definitely. And on uh, one and hand, they're privately on the owned, by, but they're government-funded as well when it comes to the TSA and the mandates. Not, it's a very unique fascist uh, manipulation. Go look at your Communist Manifesto. Uh, by the way, the JBS.org has copies of the Communist Manifesto you can get so you can compare it with the Constitution and know what we stand for in the Constitution and what we stand against in the Communist Manifesto. Um, I digress, except to say one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto is government control of uh, transportation. Uh, and this is a critical right. one of the ten planks, along with government schools and everything else. Uh, so it's very easy to see this is a problem, and I commend Rand Paul for his stance. We need Americans to stand with him, though. For Rand to speak out and say that on his own and get a couple of sponsors on his bill and then have it die isn't helpful. What we need is 100 million Americans demanding the passage of this bill. That's right. That's right. Uh, If we don't stand up for our rights, uh, they're going to be trampled. And so, uh, you know, this might seem like a small thing in in the grand scheme of things, but the principle behind it is very significant. And we need to make sure that we make our voices heard and support him in this effort. you got to get involved, ladies and gentlemen, in a variety of ways. Uh, JBS.org is one great way. Shop JBS.org. Uh, 
thenewamerican.com, their incredible magazine with, I'm telling you, some of the most stellar articles you've ever seen. Some of the greatest video uh, taken by leaders of the JBS, uh, senior editors, and etc., cetera, uh, doing a great job. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, I will be at Freedom Fest broadcasting live from there. I'll be on some of the general panels and some of the breakout involvement, speaking at our public dinner for the CSPOA and Loving Liberty. We're going to be doing some phenomenal stuff there, so keep an eye on that ball. Um, Eldon doing a great job as the field coordinator in my area for the JBS. Go to jbs.org and look up your field coordinator and get a hold of them and say, hey, how can we help and how can we be part of the solution? I had the chance in um, uh, South Dakota, uh, Rapid City, to uh, go to a John Birch Society meeting there they had in Rapid City, and I got the chance to speak about all the work we're doing with county sheriffs and how there's constitutional counties and everything else. So uh, we spoke there, and I'm just telling you, some of the best people you will ever meet. You want a network of solution-oriented uh, individuals who want to be part of the answer, who want to make a difference? JBS.org is how you get it done. Like I say, I don't get a penny for saying that. I'm just telling you where the real work is being done. Uh, Eldon, thank you so much, sir. We'll have you back soon. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. It's been a pleasure to be on, and uh, just uh, such a such a fine gentleman. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. Uh, there he goes, Eldon uh, Stahl, ladies and gentlemen, JBS um, field coordinator in my area, just doing a great job. I'm just telling you, there's so much great stuff. Um, it's hard to focus on the JBS.org website because there's just so many good things. You're like, wait, I want to read that. Hold on, I want to wait. Oh, really? This? They're talking about that? It's just a treasure trove. Is all I'm telling you. Good stuff everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, when you look for it, when you find it, when you seek it out, and when you support it. That's our duty. Engage, will you please, in the peaceful solution because we follow the Prince of Peace. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> 